everybody. You are listening to Comics for Fun and Profit with Kyle and Drew. You can follow me on Facebook.com slash Twitter.com slash Instagram Instagram.com slash We don't have to. You guys gotta stay listen to Kyle and Drew. They're awesome. Mahalo. Oh, and uh, Kyle, one more thing. Happy fucking birthday! Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 397. And this episode was a little bit different. We just got a really cool bumper uh, from our friend Jason in Hawaii who met my dear friend Jessica Negri at uh, the local comment out there and she was gracious enough to uh, record a little bumper for this episode and uh, a nice little shout out and I'm very, very appreciative and we thank him very much for that and I thought that was uh, really, really cool and uh, I, I for one, very much appreciate it. Nothing for Drew. Nothing for Drew. As it should be. Drew, before we get into what's coming out in the month of September, as we get to that very first release week, September 6, 2017, do we have anything from our listeners or anything else happening in the world of comics? Yeah, uh, let's see. We got some feedback here. The Brawlinator says about the Joker movie, Kyle's partly correct. The 19- I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> Enough. Show's over. <laughs> uh, Kyle's partly correct. The 89 Batman movie had a Joker origin, but that lasted about three minutes. Well, I thi- also think a Joker. I uh, just fast forwarded. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where'd I lost it? Fast forward. Would you? Were you listening to his thing on a uh, VHS? Uh, yeah, I, 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 my fat fingers pushed down, and yeah. Anyway, I also think a Joker origin movie is a bad idea. Ray Fluk over at a comic book gossip rag, bleeding cool, has a neat approach for such a film that's worth checking out, and. Well, I enjoy the show, even though I don't always agree with your spec recommendations. Well, who does? Well, who That's does? That's why they're spec and not fact recommendations. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, so um, I, I did go over and look at this um, greatest pitch Joker origin um, that the Bleeding Cool guys did. And uh, now I've totally forgotten. I've fully spaced on what that was. Uh, if you can vamp for a second, I mean... Try to open that link. Absolutely. And I, I think you and I, when we were speaking, we were speaking about, I'm not of the mind that you cannot do a good Joker origin. I am of the mind, and you and I were both of the mind, that the Joker is a better character the less you know about him, where he comes from, his origin. The fact that he's steeped in a little bit of mystery, and we don't yeah. really know, and he's kind of com- he's coming at you from left field, and he's just, how crazy is he? Yeah. I think feeds a little bit more into that character than being like, oh, Maybe I understand because he had an abusive father. Okay. Here's this guy's idea. The movie starts in a warehouse at the tail end of an attack. Places a mess. Bodies from warehouse security and Joker's crew scattered throughout. Three of Joker's people are there waiting for the for word from the boss on what the next move is and what they should do. As they're waiting, they start talking about the Joker, and each of them takes a turn telling a story they swear is the true origin of the Joker. After each of them goes, the three of them realize that one of the bodies on the floor was the Joker the entire time. He was faking his death to listen to them and see if he could figure out which of them called in a tip and set them up. As the Joker's about to kill the one he suspects, he's stopped by one of the others, who was Batman in disguise all along. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad, not bad. Uh, Yeah, that would work. So in this movie... Batman knows the Joker's origin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's crossing the line, right? Never thought about that. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm coming around. Yeah, you guys, you guys have all kind of battered me, and I I, I now accept that Joker origins are allowable. Not me. Um, if they made one, I would not go see it. You would. No, I'm I'm hard and fast. You know me. Uh, I guess. Uh, Stephen Haskane. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, what's up? A UK guy here, and I listen every week. You've helped me flip and make some cash money, and for that, I'm yeah. ever grateful. I'm the biggest Seven Two Eternity fan, and I've stumbled across Jerome Opeña Art Dealers, Quan Chang, selling a 400 print run red variant to issue number nine." Which is on offer at Fan Expo Canada, and he's offering some of the of the CGC forum below. Uh, which is, I think, you can find to go go to cgccomics.com and search for limited red edition seven to eternity nine, and you should be able to find it. Um, it's well, if there's any left. Uh, last one I looked at was a hundred bucks. I think there was might be one that was sixty or something. So um, if you're really inter- interested in that. Uh, he says, I'm fortunate enough to have found this, but most won't have, as Jer- Jerome isn't very social on the Twitters. Ah. Thought it would be a good talking point. I managed to bag myself a raw version and a raw signed with a COA and paid a premium $65 shipping to the UK. Interesting. He's interesting. Keep up the fantastic work, and I can only hope for a shout-out. Well, you got a shout-out, Steve. So, um, thank you. And he also sent his image gallery of some of his Seven to Eternities. Uh, he, he has quite the wall collection um, and is a, a Seven to Eternity super fan, which is cool. That's awesome, especially since I am hoping and hoping and hoping that that Skybound deal uh, does. I think Seven to Eternity, is that on Skybound? No. Okay, it wasn't. I couldn't remember if that. I know God Country won. I thought Seven to Eternity. No. I'm hoping they do Rick something Remender. cool with that. His imprint ah. is Giant Generator. Giant generator. I was. I'm still hoping that Seven to Eternity makes its way to some sort. Oh, it, it'll of get options. Deal. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it lends itself very, very well to that. And but I'm I have just short because I'm sitting on mice. some number ones as well. <laughs> I've sold mine. So uh, I also have a artist proof and five volume one trade variants. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sending that in, Steve, and uh, keep up the the good work. Uh, you're a braver man than I, buying a $100 variant and then paying that premium to ship it. So you are a super fan. That, that yeah, counts. No doubt. Yeah. And that, yeah, that means a lot in my book. You get mad respect for going to that extent. Yeah. Looks uh, like they still have some uh, 9.8s uh, in CGC Blue label. Still a few left for that. And it what are like the prices? Uh, that one at the moment has a hundred dollars, but I'm I'm flipping through a forum at the moment, so I don't know how yeah, many are left. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've never been to that forum, so that was the first time. Um, Mo Walker says, "Have you seen this variant for Generations Wolverine one shot?" And it is a Stan Lee variant. Did you see that one, Kyle? Uh-uh. It's really cool. Uh, Did you toss that on the Facebook, or was that on the Facebook? Uh, it's on Twitter. Ah. Twitter. Not not Facebook. I am going to sneeze soon, so if I go silent, you'll know why. Kenny Vengeance. Kenny Vengeance? That's a real That's name? That's a really cool name. It's a really cool name. I'm thinking Totally Awesome Hulk 22 will be an even lower print run than 21, 
zero buzz on this title, even with a WMD crossover. And, uh, yeah, and then we kick that over to, who was it? I think it was Lamb, Michael Lamb, uh, who was showing us screenshots of some sold 22s that were, holy smokes, uh, we, we thought it was pretty out there when they were selling for 40 bucks. Uh-huh. And and he fan, he's he sent me a screenshot of a sold for one oh seven or something crazy like that. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's what it was. I had these all open and ready to go for a seamless episode. And now I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it appears that you you're able to get them for about fifty bucks a pop now. There's of course the overreachers and the underreachers and everything. Nah. Yeah, it looks like about fifty, forty-five bucks right now. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, he had the yeah, hundred and seven fifty. And and Michael Lamb said, yeah, it's an out of hundred and seven fifty. This book has, in Kyle terms, absolutely gone bananas. Yes, no doubt. It's it's going. I mean, this is the biggest Marvel book uh, since Edge of or the Venomverse or Edge of Spider-Verse. Two. Edge of Spider-Verse too. Yeah. Um. And you know I didn't order a single one after all <laughs> we that We talked about it. I mean, we, you know, on our first uh, little glance at a uh, preview spotlights, we talked about this being a book to order. So we were on it. We just didn't always put our money where our we mouth We didn't was. follow through. How yeah. sad is that? <laughs> How sad. And then also, what, what's the, uh, the other one that just came out? The uh, Weapon X 7. Uh, popped for a very short time, up to about ten bucks. It's already settling down a little bit as well. It's the Batch H uh, tie-in, so not necessarily a first appearance, but kind of a creation origin aspect. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let's see the uh, the Titans cast uh, Ryan Ryan Hodap sent us a link that uh, Titans has cast Brenton Thwaites. As it's live action Dick Grayson. Uh, did you look into this, Kyle, at all? Yeah, um, he's Australian. I was hoping he'd be an American actor, but no problems there. Um, I think he needs to pack on a little bit of muscle for this character. Uh, I believe there was a conversation you were having about uh, uh, the, the booty on Grayson and, and making sure that's up to up to the uh, comic book standards of. I don't the know sh- that. I don't know that I was. Uh, you know. I think I came in at the tail end of that conversation and uh, threw my eye roll in on it. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, dude is uh, 6'2 and uh, 28 years old, Australian actor. I don't see why he couldn't do it. So yeah, yeah but yeah, let's hit the gym a little bit. Let's hopefully uh, get some... Uh, Good kinetic movement. Yeah. You know, a lot of acrobat training is going to be needed for this because uh, I expect my Nightwing to be, you know, floating freely through the rafters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Lamb reposted. Michael Lamb did not say this, but reposted comicbook.coms discussing his butt and the fact that <laughs> Nightwing's butt is practically legendary. In print, as in real, as in as well as real life. Which yeah, I, this is what does the that actual mean? the actual title for a comicbook.com article is "Does Brendan Thwaites have the right butt for Nightwing?" That's so, crazy. Just FYI, 
Um, I'm unaware if he does or does not, and I'm unaware of uh, if I'm the right judge for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you know you've been scouting these butts for years. That's exactly, absolutely. Waiting to be asked. <laughs> uh, Wolf Warner says Black Panther is still going strong. Upcoming number 17, covered by Jenny Frizen, already sold out at Midtown Online. That is more about Jenny Frizen than it is about Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Did we say Black Panther was dead? I think I may have... I thought I was probably talking about the crew, but maybe I said... Maybe I said something. Wolf's very sensitive. (laughs) Uh, He said... uh, what else did he say? Oh, he said, It matters not what man may sayeth. Wow, you're getting biblical. Getting biblical all yeah. over here. Uh, Weapon X, WMB, has been an awesome read. A top five Marvel book. No longer gimmicky. It's officially good. Regardless of spec hype, Fred Van Linty and Greg Pak will do wonders with this new character. All right. Nice. You absolutely cannot tell me a character is legitimate after one book and one origin that doesn't involve the character. We're going to need an entire arc. We're going to need surrounding characters and cast of characters. And we're yeah. going to need depth for this character. So while we have a great drop, we have intrigue, there needs to be a lot more for this not to end up the next Silk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few things that we may have missed from last week's show. Ooh. Um, Mel V over at Comics Heating Up uh, says uh, Black Panther 17. So he echoes Wolf's sentiments. Jenny Frizen and Marvel make a great relationship. Her astonishing Ant-Man cover still demands a high price in the market. So mm. this, this one could be under-ordered and tough to find. Yeah. Keep your eye on this. Uh, Secret Empire 10 cover B Del Auto cover Too many copies. Uh, it hap- it, he said he chose this because it happened what happens inside the book more than the cover um, it doesn't have the normal Del Auto wow factor but it's still a decent cover mm-hmm. and I think uh, Michael Lamb was high on that cover as well yeah and uh, Star Wars Jedi of the Republic, Mace Windu. Jeez, that's a long title. Star Wars Jedi of the Republic, Mace Windu, number one. Cover C, a Russell Dodderman uh, 40th anniversary cover, which is Princess Leia. Yeah. And uh, it was originally listed, he said it's originally listed as a 1 in 25, um, but then Marvel retracted that and it went back to a different ratio, a lower ratio. Yeah, the so. anniversary covers were never the one in 25. Marvel tried to do some shenanigans with this one, and uh, they pushed back on them, and uh, they went back to their original setup. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, while it could cover, um, still available for $4 for shipping. Available. Not super yes. hot. Two no, days, not, two days not, after not, it came Not out. hot as, like right now. Yeah. 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 Buy it now for five ninety five. Not bad. Buy it now for four ninety nine. But yeah, I thought that one was pretty cool. I remember that kind of that picture floating around with a bunch of the people talking about the Leia stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, that is all I have for feedback this week. 
So I don't think there's any numbers either, right? Nothing, Too early. Yeah, yeah. Too early for that. So we can go straight into the sneak peek. All right, Drew. We had five release weeks in the month of August. Good old September, I believe, only has the four. So we'll see what we can do when we get back to a regular September. Yeah. Drew, September 6th, 2017. Let's start where you and I always like to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Yeah, let's get out of that fifth week. That was terrible. We yeah. we did not do well with that one. That fifth week punched me in the gut. Yeah, that's not a great one. Slayer um, Repentless hardcover from Dark Horse, twenty bucks. Uh, the first, the, it was I think it was a three issue series, uh, encompassing one of their music videos. Uh, heard some good things about the first one. So that's three um, issues for twenty dollars. Three issues for twenty dollars. Man, is there a Slayer album in there? No. Yeah, yeah. It collects the three issue mini series, which were five dollars a piece, or you can buy this hardcover for twenty. Hmm. So there is no break. So no, no, that's that's awful. So I'm not sure if there's any uh, behind the scenes or, like you said, a code for a digital copy of uh, of the video. But uh, I heard good things about the first one and didn't hear anything about the others. Yeah, and but and really liked the Eric Powell version of the cover, Eric cover B for number one. Drew, you're the one I come to for uh, Usagi Ojimbo. Tell me about 161. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. It's probably a lot like 160, 159. Okay. <laughs> They're usually like single-issue stories and um, little adventure. He always wins. Good always wins. Defeats evil. Kind of nice and refreshing. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, sir. Anything else in Dark Horse? No. Because they literally have two legit comics. And the rest are collections. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see what DC has for us. Well, normally we'd be excited because there's a new character launch in uh, a comic, but it's Astro City, and the character is G Dog, who's half dog, half man. Not just any dog. That's a corgi, my friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can have that. Um, and um, that's Astro the most City popular doesn't dog have any on the internet. Value. Sorry. It never has. I love this book so much, but it's, for some reason, even though it doesn't sell, it has low print runs, and it's amazing, uh, not sought after spec-wise. So, um, there you go. Pass. Critical Pass from a spec spec point of view, but definitely read it, because it's awesome. Know that it's there, and some people might have intrigue, but not us. Yeah. Batman 30. Um, I like Cover A, because I'm a big fan of Mikhail Yanin. Um, so that's one that I actually really think is a good cover. We got a new bombshells, uh, to replace the old bombshells. Still written by the old Bo- Marguerite Bennett, though. Uh-huh. Oh, she's doing interior art, too. Marguerite Bennett? That's uh, what I have as far as when I click it. It doesn't sound right. That does not sound right. Um, Marguerite Savage doing the... Oh, I see that now. Yep, yeah. I see that now. Um... That's usually how that works. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'll I sample it because I sampled the last volume, um, but I didn't like it, so uh, I'm hoping I like this one a little better. Yeah. Uh, those covers are pretty nice. Very. Is there just a cover A, or what do we got for this? There's a cover B. And a cover B. Oh, a Babstar cover B. Babstar. Poor Aunt Lucia is gone. 
Now, why do we have a Dark Knight? Oh, it's a second printing. That's and, our yeah. That's our second printing of Dark Knight. And we don't have the image for the cover. Interesting. I believe it's the same thing. Just and remember, we reprinted a bunch of these because uh, a lot of damages to the first prints. Oh, that's right. That's right. So these are two. These are to replace damages. Yeah, so I look for there to just simply be a, a color swipe on the top or whatever, like uh, DC has been doing for these. Hmm. I wonder who's. I wonder who's gonna say I don't want my first print. I want a second print. That's a little in a little better quality. Yeah. I don't know who was doing that. Maybe some maybe some retailers that don't want to put out mm -hmm. damaged copies, but I'm assuming this sold sold briskly. Correct. Um, are we interested in Dastardly and Muttley by Garth Ennis and uh, art by Morissette? Um, I don't believe that laugh will convey on the page. So <laughs> do no. you do you have a Muttley laugh? Uh, no, but you do, sir. We've called you with a monthly laugh on multiple occasions. There yeah. you go. There it is. There it is. No, no, no. I have to really be going. I have to really be. Out of Let's it. clip that out on the podcast and just loop it. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. We've got a couple of death strokes here with uh, pretty snazzy cool looking shame. covers. Yeah, Shane Davis on the cover B. Shane Davis and somebody else on that. Uh, I like these white uniforms they do on this. It really pops. I like these Deathstroke covers with those. Doom Patrol looks pretty sweet. I like those covers. Those are nice. Drew, can you carve me out just a week to catch up on reading? I need some time because as I look at like... Do you need a vacation, era, Kyle? Oh, shut up. As I look at these, like, Green Arrow, I'm like, man, I, I needed to have kept with that a little bit more. I really want to read some of this. Just fell behind. Yeah. I dropped it, so yeah. I'm right there with you. Cho cover on Harley Quinn 27. Well, no, Amanda Connor, that is not Cho. The yoga cover? No, it says Cho. Okay, the art says Cho if you look at the bottom corner. But it's saying Amanda Connor on the uh, previous list, but I think that's Cho. The the yoga pose. Yeah. Oh, that's his signature. When I zoom in, that's what I see. Man, you're good. Yeah. Can't see that. It's it's a nice cover. Mm-hmm. I would think it would be sought after. Am I wrong? No, not at all. But the shows haven't necessarily got fire. But they have been sought after. Yeah, I, I would think that would be a good one. If if you know if it hits a chord with us, usually, mm -hmm. well, half and half anyway. I mean, look at that Nick Bradshaw cover for Justice League Twenty Eight. Little B, that's mm -hmm. pretty. That's pretty sweet. I like that much better than the A. Man. Justice League's covers are always pretty sweet, though. You've got a lot of, a lot of good stuff to work with. <laughs> and there's Nightwing that I hate both covers. Yeah, is that him getting his head blown off? Ah, uh, I guess. Interesting. Come on. Let's get Nightwing a good cut variant artist. Who no is offense. It? Who no is offense, it? but Casey Jones. Mm. Not doing anything for me. Yeah. 
That Superman cover B is with Sinestro is pretty sweet. The A is pretty rad as well. Yeah. Jorge Jimenez on the B. I think you put wow. a, put a pin in that little um that choke that Cho slash Amanda Connor cover TBD on uh, Harley Quinn twenty seven. Harley Quinn, right? yeah. That's in, that's on the short list for me right now. Very good. Anything else in DC? Uh, Batman's finishing up. Nightwing's finishing up. No, no actually, Bat. I'm sorry. Batman is the Ballad of Kite Man Part Two, so it's starting its arc. Yeah, it's the second book. Kite Man, what a, what a criminal. <laughs> second only to Calendar Man. Yeah, or Condiment Guy, or whoever that other one was. Man. <laughs> All right, Drew. If we're in, we're finished with DC. Let's head on down to IDW. Nice. Uh, we got Star Wars Adventures number one. Yeah, I ordered uh, this. Now, IDW has the license for this license back from Marvel, and this is written by Kavon Scott with an with art chores and a cover by Derek Charm. It introduces an exciting new era in all ages Star Wars comics. Each issue in this monthly series will feature two stories. Starting, starring your favorite Star Wars characters from all the films. Mm-hmm. The debut issue will reveal Rey's early adventures on Jakku, as well as a comical <coughs> tale of a clone catastrophe. And there your boy your boy Boba Fett is up there in the corner represented. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got... Uh, we kind of cover all the films, don't we? It looks like it. We're just going to be kind of uh, randomly plucking things out putting a childlike spin on them and tossing them out. And I'm going to keep this up, and I'm going to think that when we get a Boba Fett-centric issue, um, there's going to be people that want that, because there are a lot of crazy Boba Fett people. Yeah, I'm curious as to um, what where this takes place. Is this going to take place within the timeline of the films, or this is all going to be like pre-this film, post-that film, so that it's in that dead zone? Like everything uh, else is. Yeah, I was gonna say, if looking at the characters, I mean, we got Yoda, so we've got a lot of early stuff there. We got Ray, so we got a lot of late stuff there. You know, we've got. But it does say Ray's early adventures on Jakku, so I guess that would be mm-hmm. out of continuity, out of the movie continuity. Yeah, that would be before the current one. Yeah, so we okay, have a, a little blonde boy uh, above Yoda. Yeah, We're doing a little pod racing. Oh, is that possibly our Anakin? Yeah. I'm guessing that's who that is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into these, hope for something spec, and if not, uh, I've got something for me and the kids to read. If they if they wear white gloves, <laughs> take them <laughs> true, out of their case. True story. <laughs> Gently pull it from the top loader. <laughs> Anything else kids, in IDW? Kids, today we're gonna learn about poly bags. <laughs> No, that's all I have from IDW. Awesome. All right, let's head on down and see what Image has for us. Ooh, Kingsman, Red Diamond number one. Well, there is a Quietly cover A, pretty sweet, and a Quietly mm. cover B, which is black and white version of that. Those are pretty nice. And Kyle does say go cover A. So I do. That is my rule of thumb. Yeah, so those are all pretty pretty sweet. Um, is that a Ming Doyle for D? That is indeed no Rob Doyle. Rob Doyle, and it is a uh, it's a it's a photo. Okay, Mm. yeah, no good. 
Um, interesting. Uh, this is second or third Kingsman volume, right? Yeah. This is our... so I would say no value, but I would still probably pick up a quietly cover. Just yep, in case. Snag an A if you can get a good deal on it. Like yeah. I, th- I think I may have ordered one since we get a break for the number one, but I expect nothing out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, they've taken this opportunity to reissue the uh, trades for uh, Kingsman Secret Service. Well, that's smart. Just Makes a lot of sense. Uh, we got a second issue of Elsewhere after a strong debut um, from J- Jay Faber. Comic, so it's a good one-two punch of Elsewhere and Copperhead. Good reads. Outcast number 30, The Coming Storm. The forces of evil are closing in. Holy smokes, we have a motor crush sighting. Oh! Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart and Babstar all back together again in issue six from... Oh, it's gotta be six months old, right? Late, right? Well, they did an issue. Yeah, they they finished up their first arc, one through five. Released their trade. Took a couple extra months. Oh, so this is a nah, man. It seems like a long time, but all right. You vamp for five seconds, and I will find us dates. Yeah. So you said you already said you were excited about this outcast that's also delayed. Yeah, uh, I think that looks pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm. I You're still current? need to read twenty. No, no, I still need to read twenty nine. So mm. I'm just behind. You're current. close. You're close. That's much I'm, better. It's still exciting. I mean, it's still got the same pacing as Outcast always has. But uh, oh, I think it's much more exciting now. It's much more exciting, but it's still it's it's not like super action packed. You yeah. still gotta kind of be in it. We got to the twenty second uh, issue of Postal and. Uh, this has changed a lot. Mark's now kind of the man in charge. It's really come a long way. And uh, I'm anxious to see where this goes if we're heading towards, like, issue 30 as the end. Because I don't think he can keep this going for much longer. Yeah. Motor, um, crush number really good. F- Motor Crush number 5, April. April. And then so you take off May. You have a trade break for June. And you come back in July. So like I said, and take an you, extra, yeah. I'm taking an extra couple of months off. So we have Scales and Scoundrels, number one, written by Sebastian Gurner, with art by Galad. It's a new series, and it's hard to make an honest living in a land brimming with magic and mystery. And treasure hunter Luvander is tired of being a penniless adventurer. Ever in search of gold and glory, she sets off for a fabled dungeon, the Dragon's Maw, an ancient labyrinth at the bottom of which slumbers endless wealth or certain doom. But what starts out as a road to riches becomes the first step on an epic journey to destiny. For Luvander holds a secret in her heart that will shatter the chains of fate and bring light to the world encroached upon by an ancient darkness. Uh, This is the dude that did... Shirtless Bear Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, this doesn't sound as funny. This doesn't sound as fun. Um, I don't know. I it, ordered two of them. So you like it a little more than I do, I think. It just seemed premise fine, creative team fine. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a let's toss it out there and see. Plus, I I've been intrigued a lot by books that only that only have one cover. 
Yeah. A lot of these that come out with like A, B, or C and stuff, especially since Kim Kingdom, um, a slightly bit artificially inflated. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of liking these. Just here's your option. Here's your story. Let's just do it. Yeah. We've got the the aforementioned Seven to Eternity number nine. Uh, we've got a cover A with Opeña's cover, and we have a cover B with Trad Moore from Ghost Driver fame. Uh, so that's an interesting cover B. Chad Moore's been doing a lot of stuff with Venom, is it? Or Spider-Man? Something over at Marvel he was doing. Perhaps. I would like... I'm going to go seek out that Chad Moore cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a couple Walking Deads. You and I ordered extras. This is our princess. Yes, this is the princess. And uh, did we get the cover B? Did we yes. get that order in in time? We did, didn't we? Yep, we got that in in time. You uh, you sent an email. I sent one saying, God, it's hideous. I'll take three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we've got 12 to 15 of these for some reason. Yeah, I, I normally get three of cover A. I bumped it up to five, and then I got three of cover B. So I have eight coming of issue one. Seven, yeah, we're, we have a sickness. We need help. Oh, we need help. This is a cry or, for help. Or, or money. Um, send donations to yeah, yeah. Uh, at Comics for Fun and Profit on <laughs> PayPal. If, if you might have to make that, Drew. It's up there. It's on oh, the. Web, it? It's on comic comicsfunprofit.com. You can click the PayPal if you want to. <laughs> we will take donate to our. We will take fund. that. <laughs> we obviously need a lot to be able to buy ten to fifteen copies. <laughs> but okay, I mean, you know, Walking Dead doesn't go down. If anybody new hits a cover, anybody new cracks, it doubles immediately. Um, you're still making money off of. We don't. Uh, we don't think ahead. the bubble will never burst. No, no, no. But it would be stupid for us not to to double up or buy extras on a first appearance. Yeah. Looking at things like Ezekiel and everything, and it still still having extra value. Yeah. Uh, we've got Wickdiv back for issue thirty one. Um, and uh, it's uh, the part th- three, part three of Imperial Phase. Yes, um, I, I barely know what's going on here, and I, I have not missed an issue. And uh, it's okay; it's still pretty to look at. But I, I think I asked you this last time: is it worth me catching up on six issues? Last time I had last last I read was like a lightsaber battle, and then I just kind of just give them. Didn't want to get back into it. Just, but now I'm just bl- skim them. You can you can blow through six issues if you just skim them and don't read them, <laughs> and then you're current. <laughs> you get you get the gist. Yeah, you get the gist. I don't really know what's going on. I think I, I think I might nod off halfway through them. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm still reading it. it I don't know. It's just habit. I think at this point. There you go. Anything else in Marvel or in Image? No. Hey, I buried the lead. Let's head on down to Marvel. Hmm. Champions is a secret empire aftermath. Um, That'll be interesting. Um, yeah. I really, really liked Secret Empire and how it ended. Yeah, that was great. Wow. It, it was, it's probably my favorite event in years, and I'm trying to think of what one I've enjoyed more than this event. Axis? What? Axis? Did you like Axis? No. I don't think I even read that one. So is Secret Empire worth the uh, tenth issue instead of nine? Was there that much in there? 
Uh, there's probably some filler leading up to that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think 8, 9, 10 was just, was amazing. Good. Great. Maybe, uh, maybe our old friends Marvel might be, uh, onto something with some of these events. I really thought it was good. Might be in the minority, but I liked it a lot. Generations Iron Man and Ironheart number one. Hey, these by... are completely stupid premises. These are just dumb. Nobody, I don't even understand what's going on here and how these... Well, let me explain to you what's going on. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Marco Ruby. Riri Williams is given a once-in-a-lifetime chance to meet Tony Stark, Sorcerer Supreme. Join Iron Arc as she discovers things about the Iron Man legacy that will change her forever. Right. Okay. Um, let me finish. Okay. Oh, you weren't done? <laughs> I wasn't I done. I was just getting wound up. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, th- there's nobody's. There's. I can't figure out why our our current day hero is being thrown back in time and place with our old school hero. And, you know, having an adventure, learning a lesson, and then dissolving back to their current time. Um, I have no idea why this is happening and if it's even going to have any repercussions in anything else. But they've been pretty good. Okay. Uh, even though they're five bucks, uh, the Hawkeyes were good. The Thors were good. The Wolverines were good. Um, those are the three that I liked the most. And so... It's possible this Iron Man Ironheart will be good, but also five dollars. <laughs> Did I mention that? And there and doesn't seem to be a purpose for it. It's just kind of like an seem annual to be something that if you missed would matter. Yeah. How does generations lead into legacy, and does it matter? I don't know that answer. Because it's there's really not very much explanation. Mm-hmm. You just. New hero gets pulled out of their time, back to old old hero's time. They meet. They say, "Oh, this is weird. Uh, you must be from the future. Ah, you must be from the past." And then let's beat the bad guy, and then let's uh, let's bond a little bit. And it, you know, but it's all, all so. A lot of those are really well done. <laughs> I just I don't understand them. What their purpose is. And I guess that's okay. One that I'm excited about is Inhumans Once and Future Kings number two. I really like that first one. And uh, that's an Inhumans book that I'm raving about. What? Yeah. I really enjoyed the first one. It was awesome. And it's young Inhumans. So young Black Bolt. And now this th- sounds like the, the, the show tie-in. Does this have anything to do with the show? I hope not. Because you were talking about royalty. I don't know. First, Hmm. the first one was so good, but it was it was prequely, so it was way back in time, and it was really really well done. So I'm hoping this is more of the same, but it may have taken a time jump. I don't know. We will see. Did you drop uh, Jessica Jones? Yeah, I wasn't reading that. Never, ever? Not once? Never, ever. I still really like it. I think it's great. So it's issue 12 is out. This is Captain Phasma number one here. What is it? 
Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi, Captain Phasma number one, a.k.a. Shiny Stormtrooper from Game of Thrones. Oh, the tall lady. Yeah, it's with like uh, three quarters of a second of scream time in the movie. Did we not think she would have a bigger role in that? We assumed since you had a marketable actor and a really cool looking character that we would get something, but we got Boba Fetted. <laughs> it always comes back around to a little Bobo hate. Uh, so, do you think this fall though that this character will be bigger? Yes. All right. Let's do. As the excitement ramps up for this December Star Wars: The Last Jedi, come back with us to the final moments of the Force Awakens and to the destruction of Starkiller Base. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, to learn the fate of Captain Phasma, captured by the Resistance and thrown into a garbage masher, we're reusing storylines again, we follow the chrome-adorned warrior from the site of the First Order's biggest defeat to the doorsteps of this holiday season's biggest blockbuster. Mm. So, this is going to tell you what happens between the last movie and when we will see her in the new movie. Okay. All right. And I'm expecting something from her since we legit got nothing last time. It's a really cool, it was a really cool character design. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, let's see, might, we've wor- got... might be worth having this for. It's only a four issue series. Yeah. I mean, if she t- if she turns out to be a breakout character in the next movie, if Ryan Johnson does something cool with her, I mean, we we would retroactively have her. Uh, I think first appearances and in origin all in one. Yeah. Or not origin, right. but, but fill in. Yeah, I guess you're right. That makes just something sense. to think about. Yeah. Well, you can do that with just the issue one. You don't need to buy all four, do you? I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound, it's only four friggin' issues. It's not like you need to do 10 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got Spider Man 20, Miles Morales. Uh, is under arrest. There you go. That's it. Oh no. That's the list. And I'm kind of curious about Spider-Man Deadpool 21. I haven't read this for a while when they kept doing the the rotating creators and this is not the creators we like. Correct. But it's got uh, Arcade in it who's a really cool uh, villain. Yeah. And so he's building a murder world on Madripoor. And it and it looks interesting. Um, is uh, Are the original creators gone from this? Or is this another I one of those breaks? I assume they're going to rotate back in, but I have not heard. But they're not, at least they're not using, like, Hollywood D-listers as writers this time. <laughs> so that's a little better. We've got the fifth issue of the... Darth Vader relaunch uh, at the helmed by Charles Saul and you know we were all sad about Kieran Gillen leaving but he will be taking over the main Star Wars title from mm-hmm. Jason Aaron so I guess that's a wash or are we going to miss Jason Aaron of course we're going to miss Jason Aaron but this uh, Darth Vader series has been really freaking good yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I liked, uh, I liked it. We'll see what it's, second arc has to hold. It's in a sandbox that I like. I like that 
I like that time period. Here. Yeah. I think that's a better place to play. It's hard for me to say I like Charles Soul stuff, so I'm gonna, I, I got to hold it back a little bit. There you go. Yet another Venom verse. What's this? We're now we're we, we entered Venom verse, and now we're all up in Venom verse with Cullen Bun. I you know I snagged all of the last arc or the 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 last mini, and I ain't touching this five dollar book and all of its compadres with a ten foot pole. Yeah, um, it wasn't good. The last nope. one. Nope. Um, is Omega Red uh, a big deal in X-Men Gold? No. 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 We've got Venomverse War Stories, by, written by Declan Shalvey, uh, Magdalene Visango, and Colin Bunn, with art by Anapola Martello, Declan yeah. Shalvey, and Tana Ford. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and we ooh, we get the awesome adventures of Venomized Rocket Raccoon. We get a Venomized Punisher story. Uh, so it's the symbiotes of people we don't. Yeah. So it might be it might be interesting, but you're yeah. going to stay away from it. Yep, not doing it. Okay. Too much Venomish. <gasps> Anything else in Marvel? No. Let's head on down to our smaller publishers. And the first thing I see is four kids walk into a bank number five. Yeah, from 2016. One year ago when it was supposed to come out. And uh, now now here it is. Uh, they've been busy doing their Marvel stuff. So. Been busy cashing them checks. Cashing the Marvel checks. Um, so it's fun to get back to this book, but I don't know what's going on. I've forgotten it's been so long. I was just about to say I may have to reread some stuff. No, I'm not doing that. I don't. I don't reward late behavior by creators by rereading their stuff. I just either pick it up or I'm lost and eventually drop their book. <laughs> That's my hard line stance. In order to punish them, you'll punish yourself and the, refuse to enjoy something. Well, they've caught. They forced me to not enjoy. This is it. true. Yeah. As a man who said he's got very little time to read current books. Uh, especially to reread. Yeah, books. exactly. That's not happening. We know that's not happening. From Action Labs, we have Actionverse ongoing Stray number one. From the ashes of the Actionverse, Stray is back. So, Stray has been here before, so I no longer care. Yeah. We have a new Xenoscope offering. It's Ooh. Black Sable number one. Uh, written by Joe Brucia with cover by Tom Derenek. And the art just sort of happens, I guess, because there's nobody listed. Um, 100 years in the future, the age of pirates has returned as mankind reaches out for the stars. Schooners have been replaced by starships, and these pirates wield space-age weaponry, but they are as bloodthirsty and ruthless as their predecessors were centuries before them. Experience a new universe of swashbuckling action and adventure in the vast reaches of space. You know what I hate less, hate more than pirate stories? Space pirate stories. <laughs> so I'm out. Uh, not going to do it. That's too bad. I'm, I'm, I've enjoyed some of Xenoscope's recent stuff, but I'm not going to check this out. 
from Titan Comics, we have The Evil Within, a uh, another video game spinoff that Titan's been doing oh. quite a bit of lately. Uh, Ryan O'Sullivan writing on this one. Get ready for the hotly anticipated comic sequel to the Tango Gameworks blood-curdling survival or horror series. Still shell-shocked by the horrific events that took place at the Beacon Mental Hospital, Detective Sebastian Castellanos finds himself investigating a gruesome murder in Crimson City that might be his key to understanding what happened in his terrifying encounter at the Beacon from the mind of Shinji Mikame, creator of Seminal, uh, Seminal Resident Evil series. So this is uh, essentially uh, a lot of the Resident Evil series that's currently being released in the video games has gone a little bit more action and less survival horror. Uh, so this is Shinji Mikami's uh, kind of going back to his survival horror roots with these Evil Withins, and uh, we're coming out with a second game here, 2018, if I remember correctly, and uh, this is just kind of a through-line comic book for those two things. So if you enjoy the action, action horror uh, and the guy who brought us Resident Evil, this may be something that you would enjoy. Fantastic. Um, from Boom Studios, we have Lazaretto, number one, written by Clay Chapman with art by Jay LeVang and a cover by Ignacio... Valicente. After a pandemic strikes, a dorm complex at a small American college is quarantined with all the students trapped within. What first, first starts out as a youthful freedom from authority soon devolves into a violent new society. It is Lord of the Flies on a college campus. Love it. Love the pitch. I'm excited about this one. And I love the little, although I only get one little cover look. I love it. I think it looks great, and uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I was excited about this when it originally solicited. I'm excited about it still. This is also coming on the heels of I just heard that uh, Hollywood is redoing Lord of the Flies with an all-female cast. Oh, nice. Yeah, intriguing. Jazz Maynard number four, Drew. Yeah. From Oni Press, we have Made Men. Written by Paul Tobin, with art and cover by Arjuna, Susina, and Gonzalo Duarte. You don't know Jut Shelley, but you might know her family. Before she was a Shelley, she was a Frankenstein. These days, she's a Detroit special ops officer. At least she was, until she and her entire team were ambushed during what should have been a routine call. Jut watched as, one by one, her friends were gunned down, and then, in a flurry of bullets, Jut fell too. But Jut isn't like other people. She's a Frankenstein, and she knows all her family's secret. Guess who's getting the gang back together? Could be good. So who is Mary Shelley? Because I remember that from... Mary Shelley is the author of Frankenstein. Okay, that's right. I gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this this is interesting. Um, yeah, it does sound pretty rad. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Hmm. Millennium Girl Who Played With Fire. So is this... What is okay. this? Okay, so is this our Swedish The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo type stuff? I guess, but it's also under the Hard Case Crime imprint. So I don't know what this is. 
The Millennium Saga continues with the girl who played with fire the second chapter. In Stieg Larsson's best... I'm, I'm really bad with where the punctuation and the stop is tonight. <laughs> Stieg Larsson's best-selling novel series. Well, it's a run-on sentence. In this exciting comic adaptation, anarchist hacker Lisbeth Salanda finds herself on the run after being accused of a triple murder and only renowned journalist Mike... Blomkovitz has the skills to help clear her name. Hmm. Hmm. You read those books and stuff, so you know the Sven Larsen books may better than I do. I read them a long time ago. And I don't... I think there was only three. Yeah. So I don't know what they're mining, what kind of gold they're mining here. And, yeah... It could still be good. I mean, I, that hard case crime imprint has been good, but mm -hmm. um, I like all the original ideas a little better. Sword, cast, Sword Quest number three has a George Perez B cover. Nice. I ordered both copies of Trump's Titans just to troll you. Yeah, yeah, you um, you did. You made me place that order, and uh, my hand, I got a little sick to my stomach. And <laughs> threw up a little bit in my mouth. Threw just a little bit in your mouth. I apologize, sir. All right, anything else from the back house, sir? Mm, nope. All right, we've got much better options here than we did last week on our fifth week. So, Drew, here's where I say let's comb back through what we saw coming out in our sixth day of september 2017 and let's tell our listeners what the uh the pick of the week is what is our one book that you got to snag up and make sure you take home well i'm i'm excited about lazaretto um and uh i, I think that could be something i know it's boom and they don't go crazy on the spec market but some they do okay they mm -hmm. do okay i think it i think it'll be fine and it has a chance to break out. And so uh, that's my choice. Walking Dead 171, get the cover A. Um, of course, new people on covers. So snag it up because uh, it's a no-brainer. And special shout-out to Cho Cover for Harley Quinn. And what else? There was other, other couple things that we thought were neat. Well, there were tons of things we thought were neat. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think of things that might be at least worth snagging up. Yeah, skip the generations Iron Man and Iron Heart. <laughs> I mean, it, it is is uh, Seven to Eternity coming back? Is that a big deal? Good yeah. jump on that, you think? There you go. I don't know. We, we've already kind of passed on Kingsman. Yeah. We found nothing in Black Sable. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, guys. If you guys think there's anything we missed this week, feel free to drop us a line on our Facebook at Comics for Fun and Profit or uh, on the Twitters at Comics Fun Profit. All this stuff can be found at ComicsFunProfit.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes, feel free to drop us a five-star review. We are stagnant at 51 reviews, and we'd love a few more. Um, help push us up towards the top of the podcasting rank so more and more people uh, can join our little community and uh, listen with us. And you so know we what? You... We have we yeah. didn't get a, a single review in all of August. 
Ugh. No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, August is now over, so you can't you can't rectify that, folks. Yeah. So we just Swing you just have miss. to live with that shame. An almost wasted month. Yeah. Oh, and scales and scoundrels. If you see that, snag it up. It might be good. It just sounds intriguing. Uh, I or disagree. Not. All right. This shall pin brother against brother, and we will find out. <laughs> but we want to thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for joining Jew as myself. For him, for me, see ya! <laughs>